Okay, America. Start. 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 Hey, cat. This is this is not a visual podcast. People can't see that Eric's cat Iko has just walked across his lap. Yeah, speaking yeah, of Iko's butt, Putin can kiss my <laughs> he said ass. And welcome to another anti-imperialist episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision podcast from America, no longer your least favorite country. Yay! <laughs> we oh, did it! Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. And I just it's like to little... say, I said a lot yeah. more than just ass, but the music uh, covered a lot of it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, was a censorship. Colorful. That was a censorship music just now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did it. It's the little, <laughs> the little victories, right? Yeah. <sighs> in this world, you take them where you can get them. That's right. Mm-hmm. We have a lot to talk about this week in terms of current events. Um, everyone okay? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so far so good. I'm trying to stay hopeful and positive and telling Sam to hit him with the socials. Yeah. yeah, that is something you've done. What about mm-hmm. that? Anyway, yeah, you can find us on social media, <laughs> one two points USA on either Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you can also just email us directly at 12 points from America at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, feel free to scope us out on YouTube. We actually just launched another episode of 12 points reacts with a couple of songs, some timelier than others. Uh, reactions to songs that were selected for Eurovision, but didn't quite make it to the actual contest itself. So Scope that out on YouTube and let us know what you think there. If you want some merch, we also have a red bubble. So, yeah, buy merch. Get a us that clean. Red bubble full of stuff you can give us money for. Consider, if you will, a bubble that's red. They can provide us with money. From the Twilight Zone. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Nice. And then we roll the theme music again. Yeah. obviously this has been hitting hard for all of us uh whether you are a citizen of the u.s anywhere in the eu if we have any listeners in ukraine know that we stand by you honestly if we have listeners in russia chances are the government might not necessarily be speaking for you at this moment we see that we recognize that Uh, i know i have many friends in russia and belarus who are certainly in a state of Ajda right now, not necessarily for the same reason as our friends in Ukraine, but I see that as well. Derek, you and I uh, were both on scene in Kiev in 2017 when they hosted Eurovision. Do you have any favorite memories of, of the city and the experience that you had in Kiev and Ukraine and, and the people there that you want to highlight? Just loved walking through the streets and seeing everything. And all the people were just lovely, like everywhere we went. I think everyone seemed really nice, really outgoing, kind of not the stereotypical Eastern European image that I had, admittedly. <laughs> when I went in, I thought it'd be like gruffer and kind of a rougher country to be in. Like, no, it was very warm, a lot of fun. It's difficult though, watching the news and seeing seeing places we've been mm. on TV in these circumstances. It's, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, we stayed... At the Hotel Ukraina. So if half the time, if you're seeing a picture from Maidan, that sort of central square in Kiev, and you see that big building where it says Ukraina on top, that's that's the hotel literally where the two of us stayed in in 2017. Like that was our home for two weeks. And to see it as 
it just kind of really feels very, very real. And I, I absolutely am with you, Derek. The, the people there that we met were so warm and welcoming and friendly. And I think we as Americans, especially Americans who grew up in the late 80s and early 90s, the image that we have of a former Soviet state is one of sort of gray and dour and depressed. And it it's so not. It is so, so not. And, and I found the people in Kiev... And, and I mean, a little bit further afield, because we did have that day trip over to over to Chernobyl as well. So warm, so welcoming, so happy to have visitors from outside the country visiting and seeing how much of a treasure Kiev is. And I, I was looking forward to an opportunity to go back. And obviously, it's going to be a lot more difficult now. But in the meantime, you know, anybody listening, if you have any suggestions or any any ways any, any organizations that you trust uh, that possibly people can make donations to in order to support Ukraine and its people, I think leave us some note on social media. We'd be happy to, uh, to, to distribute that and keep an eye on that. Uh, wherever you are listening, stay safe, especially thoughts and love out to our friends in Ukraine. There is a friend of, uh, friend of the show, we'll say, uh, th- through folks we know through the Eurovision world who, who I guess, let us know that he is, I want to say he's based in Poland and has been going to and from the border to like get people out yeah. over the last day or two. You know, if, if, if you want to help someone, but, but want to make sure where is this money going? You know, if, if you're, if you're thinking about monetarily supporting that may be an option. And uh, if that sounds good to you, I, I think we can get that person's info. I, I don't know how much of this is, being shared publicly or exactly where he is for obvious reasons, but I, I yeah, uh, we can get you in touch if, if that's something you may want to help out with. So it's true of everything, but I think it's especially true here. There's a lot of information going around about what's going on and a lot of it's not true. And, and so just be mindful of that as well. Yeah. This is so a Ru- down, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Russia got kicked out. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but why? Um, <laughs> I love it. Not just kicked out of Eurovision, but out of the EBU. Like, okay, that, okay. As, as, as of the time of recording. So again, we are recording this on Sunday, February 27th. Mm-hmm. So we know that Russia will not be participating at Eurovision this year. That is a decision by the EBU. We got reports from the press that Russia was withdrawing from the European Broadcasting Union. However, I had also heard counter news saying that the EBU had not actually gotten that withdrawal. However, supposedly they will be convening on Monday to discuss things that are including this. So by the time this episode airs, the Russian broadcasters, which I believe the three in question are two television stations and a radio network. That's what um, I've seen. Yeah, maybe... Uh, maybe removed from the EBU, whether that's from the EBU's end or the Russian withdrawal, we're not sure. Again, by the time this episode airs, more more clear information might be made available. But it was very interesting to see the reaction, at least from the Russian media, of you can't fire us, we quit. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like this is going to be a, a, a mutual agreement, so to speak, that uh, Russia is not going to be part of the EBU again. Uh, for I assume a very very long time, but right. which means that we have forty yeah. entrants at uh, Inter in this year instead of the uh, anticipated forty one, 
and I'm assuming that they will not be present in Yerevan. Probably not. No. That's oh, confirmed, we, by the way. Yerevan is like a uh, an angry uh, revamp of Intervision again. Just them in Belarus hanging out. Yeah, it's just just them hanging <laughs> out, and, uh, and, and finally Belarus stuff. can finish top two. Uh, <laughs> oh, bless their little hearts. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't don't be surprised. Have to change their song this time. Well, I mean, after Turkey withdrew, they ended up creating Turk Vision, which has given us a couple of really great chestnuts. So you know, sure. who knows? We like Turk Vision. Turk Vision, yeah. I don't know if I would be, I would be down for new intervision or not. I, I, this is, it's all just very upsetting and, and yeah, frustrating and, it and yeah, it's, it's just awful. And, mm -hmm. and Russia sucks. And when I say that, I mean the leaders who are making these horrible decisions and, and putting so many lives at risk. And I met many of the Russian delegation, including their singer, in in paris for junior and they were lovely you know they mm -hmm. they were they were they they came through the the press room and we're talking to people and they were so friendly and and i turned to another person I'm like oh what where are they from and they said russia and i was like wow they're nice and, <laughs> and like like it's just it it's i don't know i expected something else they were really they were they were really really nice people and there are so many of them there that, like you said, Sam, have got to be just. Yeah. Again, in when in times of conflict, focus on, you know, the, the knowledge that these decisions are made out of the hands of the regular people oftentimes. So. Mm -hmm. It feels weird to be talking about some national selections. Um, Let's transition a little bit. Uh, we have, you know, speaking of Ukraine, we have now received confirmation that the Ukrainian entry intended for Turin will be Kalush Orchestra's Stefania. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. They, you know, the second place in the national final. We know that. I believe first in the televote, which I suppose is a moral victory as well. Kalush Orchestra, um, just behind Alina Pash, who who withdrew uh, after her victory in the show. So, you know, Ukraine is intending to be in Turin. So. Mm -hmm. Did I have this right? Um, that the flute player from Go A is actually in Kalush Orchestra or Kalush Orchestra as well? I may have missed that. Did I see that? I see okay, that. he might have been no, in no. another participating Ukrainian uh, act, uh, but I definitely saw his face uh, flittering across my social media feeds. Just have to take a look because I would be excited. It's the best part of that band. That's right, I said it. Oh, wait, yeah, Igor Didenchuk. That could absolutely be the same that is Igor Didenchuk who's in OA. I, Danny, no. you, you've. You picked me at the post. I'm impressed. You three years in a row. Can you believe it? We're sending we're sending cute boys playing flutes to Eurovision, and that's how they're gonna win. Well, I that 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 brings up uh, we're gonna have a few burning questions throughout the day here, I think. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I think this this is the first one. Yesterday, Ukraine, and I know it's early, these things don't matter, it just reflects what people are thinking. But Ukraine passed Italy to be number one in the Eurovision betting odds. I don't and... think that is a, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that is an off target assumption. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's crazy, but I guess, I, I guess the burning question is with, with what is sure to be an enormous amount of public support 
mm-hmm. and a heck of a lot of televote points because the song is is solid, but also because of everything else that's going on. Uh, could they win? Could do you think they could win this thing? I mean, I don't think that is just rampant speculation. We talked about two years ago in one of our earliest episodes about the fact that uh, winning songs often have a great story behind them, that there is a uh, there is sort of not just a call to action in the song itself, but sort of a, a behind-the-scenes story that really supports what's going on there. Uh, and that this can only help the song. There's, there's going to be no drawback from the song at all. I, I, th- I think undoubtedly we can say that there's going to be enough public sympathy to sort of imprint a kind of emotional story onto this song to make it bigger than what it already is. I don't know that this is 1944, but I, I guess I could see it just because of the uh, just the, the the size of the international response to what's going on and and everything. It, it seems like you know they could get high three hundreds of of televote points or, or something like that uh which is probably enough to win but it's it's i don't know it's hard to say i'm not as high on the song as some people are but i understand that that potentially that is not as relevant as it sometimes is <laughs> i mean it feels like a situation where a lot of people might toss them a couple of points out of support and, and that it can sometimes that be just, enough which is yeah which might be enough i mean if they're if if everyone said, oh, I'll toss, you know, what do you get, like 10 votes when you go in? Depending on the country. Depending on the country, like you could just go in and be like, I'll toss them a couple. If everyone does that, I mean, it could across the board push them over the edge. I mean, certainly I would expect a strong televote finish. But the juries. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's, that'll be the wild card there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I can't, I can't specifically comment, but yeah, you I can comment, comment. No, I mean, I, I think I, I feel like the song, just the responses that I've seen, it's a little bit more divisive than Go Away Century last year. And we saw how well they did oh, yes, in, yes. in public vote. I, I don't really know. It's it's really hard to say, you know, was, uh, you know, I think back to 2014, not long after the, you know, the Crimean invasion, did TikTok, which was the entry that year, was that elevated by public sentiment? I mean, it scored. It ended up scoring pretty well, but I mean, it's it's really hard to say. Uh, we also are missing half the songs in the in the contest, and I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have a full picture of what it's going up against yet. Yeah, I, I just I, I'm picturing the crowd in the arena anytime, you know, they see the word Ukraine or the Ukrainian flag, you know, on a, on a screen, or you, they see the axe and stuff like that. It just seems like. It's going to be electric. Uh, the The crowd is going to be so fiercely pro Ukraine, and people watching on TV are going to see that as well. Uh, so, we, we've asked this big burning question, and the answer is a resounding maybe. I'm realizing, <laughs> right. uh, but we'll have to see. Also, I, the contest is in two and a half months, and the situation in Europe is presumably going to be. Different in one form or another by then. Sam, I do have to ask, though, uh, what's what was the precedent here during the Bosnian War? Like, were there participating countries during that conflict? Absolutely. Even though things were just, you know, yes. doing A-OK in Albania and Italy, presumably. Well, Albania wasn't Albania didn't start participating until around 2005-ish or so. So okay. we can we can keep Albania kind of separated from that. 
Yeah, a lot of the nations of the former Yugoslavia did debut in that, you know, 93 to 95 era. Uh, and actually, I believe the, the debut entry for Bosnia-Herzegovina was a song called Svobol Sieta by Fazla, uh, which directly referenced the war that was going on. And the story is that they actually boarded their flight to the event, which I think would have been in Ireland that year. Uh, well, you know, half the half the contests in the 90s were in Ireland that year, let's be real, but I think it was 94, that supposedly they were dodging bullets on the tarmac, you know, on the way to getting into their My plane. God. I mean, that's sort of the legend. Looks like it was 93. Uh, Bos you. Bosnia, Herzegovina, Croatia, and Slovenia all debuted in 93. Uh, and then in 90, 94 was like a record year for debuts. So again, while this was going on, we got Estonia, Hungary, Lithuania, Poland, Romania, Russia, and Slovakia that year, mm -hmm. all for the first time. Right. Interestingly enough, the one of the songwriters for Svavol Sieta was a guy by the name of Erin durvish um, who Eurovision fans know better as Dino Merlin, who represented uh, the country what? twice. Yeah. No, no. And, okay. and, Man and, just can't be kept down. I love, I love the guy. Uh, also, he was the writer and composer of the first version of the Bosnia-Herzegovinian uh, Herzegovinian national anthem. So big deal. And, you know, he started with, with them at the very beginning. So uh, I remember you can, you can probably find this voting sequence on YouTube or, or, you know, your video streaming services choice, I guess. But when they called down to Sarajevo to get the votes, the line, the phone line, because at the time it wasn't video connection, it was just literally Sarajevo calling. The crackling and the and the the bad connection calling Sarajevo. They were able to get their points through, but it was really, really hard to hear between the crackling of the phone line and the applause of the audience. I see. Oh my goodness. It was it was really a very, very touching moment. Hmm. And Turkey gave them the 12 points that year. Oh. Even. Yeah. I double checked the demonym for Herzegovina is Herzegovinian, which I'm kind of bummed. I was hoping it would be something weird, something cool, like Cip like yeah. Monegasque, Luxembourgeois, or, yeah, or the like Hertz Cypriot boy. or just something wild. Yeah. But nope, Herzegovinian. Yeah, I don't know. Thank you. Yeah, you're shout welcome. Out Bosnia, yeah, shout out to Bosnia Herzegovina. We miss you at Eurovision. Please come yeah. back. Get you on always that. Gave a, yeah. always a gave spot quality. just opened up, so to yeah, speak. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right. So we had we had two national finals this past weekend. We did. Uh, mm -hmm. Both were great. I'm gonna be honest. One yeah. of them was a one was. I'll be honest. I only watched one of them. The other one was at three in the morning here. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, that one was Australia. Yeah, I uh, love you, Australia, but I love sleep more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're just gonna say if you ever win the contest, uh, uh, when you do win the contest, let's yeah, be serious. Yeah. Uh, please let London host. Just, <laughs> it's not going to happen for them anytime soon. So, <laughs> it's a way to bring about peace between uh, the UK and Australia, I guess. Yeah, the big five. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let's start with Australia. Yeah, yeah let's uh, start with the Aussies. So we're going to be pouring out a lot of ones today. I think uh, mm -hmm. there were some really outstanding candidates in both of these finals. Oh my god! And yeah. and. How we feel about about their respective winners, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, the winning song was not the same by I don't remember. Shelby Riley. 
It's Alan Riley. I knew that. And uh, <laughs> the guy, the guy yeah. who was sort of slated yeah. to be the winner from day one, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's well deserved. I think vocally, yeah, I know. he's stunning. And Sheldon That's true. has and, been. And we we do know that he has a big presence in Australia, but I don't know. I'm not nuts about the song. I'm with Eric here. I think Voyager was. I mean. Not to say like, oh, I thought it should have won because I can say that about every single, you know, every single country out there participating. But uh, like Voyager was my favorite. I think with Eric too. Eric was. Did you have any that you liked better than than Voyager's song? No, uh, I I think I probably had <laughs> Little Fires by Jaguar Jones ahead of Sheldon Riley as well. I will say I, I, it's kind of weird because not the same. I acknowledge it's a very good song. Yeah, uh, it's probably top ten. It's really good he's tremendous and i I don't even want to say it's like safe in the way that we criticize some songs for being safe but it's just that it's it's not as interesting of a choice as some of these other ones like voyager or like jaguar jones might might have been but it's it's kind of hard to to be that upset with the result unlike others that we'll get to it's really good i was just hoping for for one of these others that's a little more you know something that's 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 more fuego or toy than arcade let's say because this this it it feels more like arcade in terms of like oh this is just really good as opposed to oh man this is cool or this is crazy or whatever you know i feel like and, and I, I'm trying to remember who who brought this up. I want to say this was actually our friend of the show, um, Olympia Avalanche. No, Novimpia. They're they're you know collective Novimpia. That Donnie M. When Sound of Silence first was released, people are like, okay, it's it's beautiful, it's pretty, it's pleasant. But when performed live at the stage at Eurovision, it kicked up into another gear. And not to say that you know the the Australia decides stage wasn't a great performance, but time to rehearse and you kind of get that vibe and you have you're in the moment Donnie started to play with the song and riff and do things that weren't in the studio version and she was she was internally selected that year so it wasn't like it wasn't like uh we had had the precedent of a national final but there was something like the extra spark came at the last minute when it should have been there and I could see something similar happening for Sheldon this year I think you know, there were certainly other songs in the national final that I also really, really did love. Uh, Voyager, like you mentioned, I love Jaguar Jones. Uh, I think Charlie, I Suck at Being Lonely, I thought was also really very solid as well. But, you know, you can't you can't knock back Sheldon, who's been well known on the Australian music scene since 2016. He was on the X Factor. He he, I believe, won no third place in this in the Voice Australia and then returned in the eighth season as some sort of like an all-star contestant. He even took part in America's Got Talent. Like he's, he's been well known. But America on... didn't have that talent. Australia did. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, reason Derek. why I think I preferred oh. Voyager was that they're having fun. Like, and Sheldon Riley just, you know, how many, how many songs are we going to see uh, arrive at the contest uh, that are consummate, good, moving songs but how many of those are we going to have? And how many acts are we going to have that are going to go onto the stage at Turin and look like they're having a ton of fun? That's fair. Derek, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, like, when you look at, like, the top three, I think those were all excellent choices. Um, mm-hmm. I think not the same. It just, I think kind of what Eric said, it safe. I mean, it. Voyager won the televote, mm-hmm. I think, pretty handily. 
Yeah. And then the juries gave it to not Jaguar. the same. Hmm? They gave it to Jaguar by one point, I think. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. Oh, I hadn't seen that. I had that switched around in my head. Jury, by the way, included Kano and Darren freaking Hayes from <laughs> Savage Garden. The moment that I saw that press release go out, I'm like, yep. Oh, yep. Finally happened. We got Darren and Eurovision in the same sentence. Finally, <laughs> I've been waiting. So looking at the jury scores, uh, Jaguar had 51 points from the jury. Sheldon had 50. And then Voyager in a somewhat distant third uh, with 37 points. Oh, Ooh, wow, really? Yeah. But the televote, yeah, the televote went for Voyager with Sheldon in second. So basically, Sheldon pulled a Jamala, mm. where he came second at both and ended up taking it top. That, that seems to be a good strategy for Eurovision wins, though, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Arcade didn't win first. And they, That's I don't think true. Heroes got first either, in either. Heroes, I think it was hard to harder to gauge just because it was a different voting Old system that year. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I mean, yeah, under the new voting system, we've only had four contests. But yeah, 1944 didn't win either. Uh, Amar Pelish Deutsch is, is kind yeah. of the exception because it just yeah. destroyed everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I feel like the exception to every yeah. single rule that we have. Like, a, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's either not consider. It is an outlier and should not be counted. <laughs> it's either Amarpelishtois or or the Mongols, really. They're like, we're the yes, exception. Exactly. Yeah, 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 they are yeah. the exception. Nice. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, toy, I don't. I I don't think that won the tele televote, and uh, I think it won the Switzerland won the televote but, last year. I think it won the televote. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry, no, Switzerland won the jury vote last year. You know, yeah. Yep. So. But did not win the the televote. Mm -mm. Yeah, and I was looking back at 2015. They they were able to release the voting numbers after the fact. Uh, Sweden won the jury vote. Sweden came in third in the televote in 2015, with Italy taking the televote top. Uh, oh, that was, Italy was first yeah. in the televote pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, oh, yeah. Il Volo, right? Yeah. Okay. Huh. So yeah, and any other any other songs from Australia that that anyone wants to pour one out for really quick before we move on to the land of pouring which is going to be <laughs> finland uh, yeah actually i i really like it when th the fact that australia they not only push well-known acts but they also make sure that they give a platform to up-and-comers and i felt that jude york i don't need to dream was a very very sweet ballad and i i was definitely Kind of, I, I knew it didn't have much of a chance, but I thought it was very, very sweet. And as an up and coming artist, just what a wonderful platform. You know, I thought of, I thought of last year's, there was sort of another singer songwriter, Didiri, who kind of came out of absolutely nowhere and created this really beautiful moment. So I, I have to give kudos to Australia for continuing to support local singer songwriters, even if they don't have the flash and the budget of some of these other acts. But what a wonderful opportunity. And hopefully, hopefully both Didiri and Jude will take this moment and and grow from it because I think they're both great. I think the show, I was really impressed with the watching some of the live performances overall. I think they really, compared to previous, <laughs> previous, I think Montaigne's national final when she had it for 2020, it seemed a little sparse. And this one seemed like a genuine con um, concert, like big staging, a lot of lights, a lot of effects. Yeah, a lot of fun. I, I think I think they're really taking this seriously and that's nice to see. Mm -hmm. Australia's back, baby. Jones next year, please. Damian just had a kid, so you know she's busy. Yeah, now's the time. <laughs> no one can stop you, except maybe right. the, the televote or no, the jury. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, moving on, we've got 
Time Finland. to move to what I think is literally the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, that's about a Jotakoti. And, Antipodes. <laughs> how, how much farther can you get? Uh, yeah, welcome to Finland, uh, the world mm -hmm. of, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I did not check this, uh, and I have not actually yet listened to the winning song or seen the winning song. What Don't is it? Don't bother. Oh, oh no. it's, it's not a... bad. It's not bad. <laughs> I, I'm going to disagree, actually. I think it is bad. It's called Jezebel. It's by a band called The Rasmus, who... Are they I, having I, fun? Oh, they're yeah. absolutely they're absolutely having fun. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, yeah. So this it's my my early feeling on this, and I'm really trying to not be be jaded and frustrated by the fact that it beat some some things that I thought were really truly remarkable. To me, if I can make a comparison, it always feels so lame to just like, well, this is like this song from 2052 or, or what, like, like, like having to make these comparisons to, to old songs like this, but, but what year it, are you from? Whatever. And, and the, <laughs> the, this is just like Poland from 1790. Anyway, the, uh, what this reminds me of, not musically, but in terms of like the vibe is the ride by Rafael oh, from last no, year. No, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm doing You it. know the situation oh. that I had with Rafael last year, though. Well, okay. <laughs> so, and, and, and the reason I say that is there's that tough, there's that hard to define line between like retro and outdated. And to me, this feels outdated. Oh, I and, see. A and, lot of fromage, a lot of cheesiness. It's, it's very early 2000s rock uh, because that's what they are. They, they're What kind they're of 2000s hit. rock? Are we talking about like yellow card? Or are we talking about Blink One Eighty Two? I, I wish we were. Honestly, you're talking oh, about no. the Rasmus. They have they are mud, isn't it? No, no, no. No, they are their own thing. They've been they've been performing together since ninety-four. Like they are one of Finland's biggest musical names. I think once it was revealed that they were going to be taking part in UMK, they were the odds on favorite because people often vote on name recognition, even beyond what their thoughts of the song are. So I'm yeah. not surprised Rasmus are going. It is what it is. There are other songs that, you know, ones that we will be pouring out for. I don't think it's bad. I think there is still a market for people wanting that kind of, that kind of specific rock sound. I will be pissed off though. If they, if people compare this to Monoskin, just because rock is not a one size fits all category. And that's, right. yeah. Anyway, Plus Monoskin then. is good, and uh, <sighs> I we'll see. I, for all I know, I could come around on it, uh, but it just isn't. It, it doesn't feel like cool retro. It feels like old, dated retro. Derek, what do you think of it? Oh, I agree. With Sam from nineteen ninety four, I'm like, yeah, that's about where I would have put it. Mm -hmm. And it, it's great they've been around for twenty eight years. But they sound like this. This song sounds like it's from the '90s. I mean, if I heard it on '93 X back in the day, local radio station. If you don't right, know, right? But like, it's it's not as good as those mid '90s, you know, post grunge rock songs like a Stone Temple Pilots or something. Like, it's yeah. not that good. It, Stone it, Temple Pilots is a great co uh, comparison, actually. I I think yeah. I mean a lot of the elements are there. I'm I'm just I'm really surprised that. Okay, in Finland, they're really popular. They've been around a while. People love it. Like, okay, that happens. You know, the national selection will pick the popular song locally. But when it gets to Eurovision, people are going to be like, who are these guys? They're doing really well in the betting odds, which is kind of surprising. And that might just be because, well, Blind Channel did well last year. Another rock song from Finland is going to do well this year. What, what was their big hit? Uh, like almost In the 20, Shadows. 
in the shadows, which was almost like 20 years ago. I mean, that was the top five hit like all across Europe. It was a, it was a huge hit oh, really? in the UK. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was... born. Oh, just... oh yeah. 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 In the shadows. In the shadows. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. They, they seemed really genuinely happy to, to be on stage and, and, and two of one, like it, it clearly meant a lot to them, which I appreciate. But, but we gotta, we need to talk about cyan cakes. Oh Just my for god! A second, though, I spent the last three minutes listening to the song. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I have two yeah. things to say. One, Uh-oh. it's kind of like a diet Lincoln Park. Is kind of <laughs> what it's what it's close to sounding okay. like. Okay. Uh, and number two, I like it. Oh, I knew, no. I knew, I knew no, it. Isn't that a shame? Never, never, never. We'll see, I will we'll let see how that we'll see how that changes, you know, yeah. upon third or fourth listen or, you know, Danny, down I, down will, the line, but... I will retort by noting that I am enjoying give that wolf a banana more every time I listen to it. <laughs> Take <laughs> All right. that anyway. Yeah. Both liking gun, them in spite for each other. OK. Yeah. yeah. OK. Cyan I... kicks. <laughs> yeah. This the silver this, medalist. Yeah. This was. um. In, in all seriousness, in terms of staging, one of the best national final performance packages I have ever seen. Yeah, it, that was, it was incredible. That uh, was Turin, that was Turin uh, ready. Yep, that was good result in Turin ready. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a great song for one. It was my favorite song of the bunch. You know, before we saw any of the stagings or or, or anything like that, they just I mean they brought the house down. The crowd was was super into it. It really made me think they might actually beat the. I mean, hmm. once the Rasmus were announced, it felt like a done deal, uh, for for obvious reasons. But it it really felt in the moment that they might have it. It was just so good. And, it was, and, it was, uh, every week, these songs still exist. These artists still exist. We can continue listening to them even if they don't proceed onto the big international festival. Like it's. It's on us to keep listening to them and making sure that, you know, we love them. I know. I'm hurt too. That was probably my favorite, my favorite of the national final as well. But honestly, I liked all of the songs in one way, shape, or, or, or form. I think this was the strongest national final we've had this year. Agreed. T- t- top to bottom. The the old guy. Uh, oh, Tommy Lantinen. The guy yeah. who was the late David Carradine. Uh I wasn't crazy about that, but pretty much everything else, I, like I said, I, I wasn't really into Jezebel, but it seemed like worthy enough, enough entrant. But my goodness, Bess, Ram Pam Pam. Yeah. Awesome. We had Young Hearted. Yeah. That is a mildly devastating song in, in, in terms of just the, the, the feeling, the feeling of it. And ly- lyrically, it's, it's very, very sad. Yeah. Uh, and, their performance was great. Their music video had this intimacy that you would think would be tough to recreate, but they did it. It was a, it was a gorgeous. So yeah, much. The same so thing about that. Uh, who's the country? Who's the outlaw Western guy? Is that Estonia? Oh, this. Oh, year. yeah. Yeah. No, Waylon. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <sir. laughs> Stefan. That's it. Yes. I thought his his uh, actual performance in his music video are uncannily very similar. Well, if you got a brand, stick with it. Mm-hmm. His brand is Utah. <laughs> <laughs> a weird brand uh, for a Baltic state to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
we haven't mentioned Oliveira, thank God I'm an atheist, which I really thought was was really beautiful and thought-provoking and beautifully sung. Really, really lovely song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, uh, Isaac Sene with Kumbayeba. <laughs> which... The gay one. Oh, it was so gay. Or bi. I think he, he earned he earned the bisexual lighting in that one because that was lots of... Lots yeah. Of ho, ho. I, it, there was someone on Twitter being like, the staging is really dark. Why isn't any? Why isn't any brighter? And and somebody noted, possibly correctly, uh, if this were any brighter, it would not be allowed on television. Yeah. Like it was. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was intense. It was explicit. Remember, like when Lil Nas X was on SNL. Hmm. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was in the neighborhood for sure. I think he was wearing a pearl thong at one point. He I was, was. Yes. Uh, that's that can't be comfortable. <laughs> How how do you launder that? Uh, depends if they're uh, uh, on if eBay they're cultured or if they're actually natural. You know, you have to oh, you rub it wanna... on your teeth to oh, rub it on your no. teeth to really tell. That's oh, Danny. <laughs> oh, God, Danny. I was worried you were going to go there, and you did. <laughs> you both, you both, both satisfy my curiosity and also disappoint me greatly. And I love you for it. Uh... Yeah, put, put that on. First, then he wears it. Yeah, put put that on our epitaphs. It, it satisfied our curiosity and disappointed us greatly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, this was great. I I, I made a note uh, on on my laptop here. Uh, if you enjoyed Cyan Kicks as much as as I did, their sound is very reminiscent. I think of a American band called Paris, uh, spelled in the way churches spells churches. So P V R I S, Paris. Check out Paris. That is my random non-Eurovision endorsement of the day. It's it's sort of the same thing. It's on the rockier side of synth pop, basically. And and if you haven't seen the video of Cyan Kicks of the National Final, uh, Danny. By the way, I just put it in the chat. If you want to spend three minutes looking at it, it is you, so good. Watch all of Finland, but but watch that in particular. However, if you are light sensitive or prone to seizures, be forewarned. That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's very lighty, and, and that, that's that's what was so great about it. Like, like, that it gave people fairly, seizures. Yeah, and also that it, that it that it, in addition to giving people seizures, is 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 fairly simple in terms of in terms of what it looks like and how it's uh, how it's presented. It's basically just black and white light and stripes, and then sometimes red, and that's it. But oh my god, it's it was so cool. It was just tremendously great. Yeah, very, very I, effective. I, I would have I wanted to see this in turn so badly. But but you know, it's all right. I, I understand like I think in the end we kind of all knew it was gonna be the Rasmus. It just was. And that's and that's okay. And I'm learning to cope with that. Let's let's uh let's wrap up with a with a couple of quick but very intense burning questions. Uh we, we asked about uh Stefania. The, the song from Ukraine. I am I am so often just going to see that word and think, oh, Stefani is back. <laughs> it wasn't the last dance after all. Uh... Or, or whatever. Yeah. It's... <laughs> That's my joke. But I really am going to be confused by that so much over the next few months. Um, both of these had uh, pretty interesting encores. We're talking about the national finals yesterday. We had, uh, we had Montano uh, Montaigne performing with Kano in Australia. We also had the Blind Channel Ballet, which is exactly what it sounds like. 
So oh. my question, the question is just who had the better encore, Blind Channel or Montaigne? I'm a terrible person, didn't see either of them. <sighs> Moving on. Derek? I didn't watch them either. Oh, for... Uh. I watched right, some well... of the performances after the fact, that was it. <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> So here's here's the thing. Uh, Montano was mostly Kano, which is kind of odd. They opened their show with Spirit in the Sky, not with anything Australian, just Spirit in the Sky. And then partway through, Montaigne came out, sang some of Technicolor. Then they came back. There was yoiking. There was sort of a mix of the two. And it was very cool. Blind Channel, meanwhile, performed an orchestral version of Dark Side with ballet performers. Uh, and then transition into uh, their new song, which is called Bad Idea, which is pretty good. Uh, hmm. It's it's um, it's not very screamy. The the two guys, I guess it's the two of the same guy that that fronts Blind Channel. Both of that guy are singing uh, in harmony. And it is shocking how well they harmonize together. Hmm. I was really surprised. Uh, so check that. Check that out. Uh, as the person who watched them, I guess I have the tie-breaking vote. Uh, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say the Blind Channel had the uh, uh, the better of the two. Moving on. Okay. Definitely checking this out. <laughs> now that and, I know. Yeah. No, no, no. You should do it. Uh, I should have let y'all know beforehand. That's my bad. Anyway, let's let's ask the question that uh, very good friend of the show, Ellie likes to ask especially around this mm -hmm. point and this is in the context of that we've heard about half the songs but the question is simply have you heard it and by it we mean have we heard have you heard the song that will win the 2022 eurovision song contest <sighs> wow yes or no yes uh derek says yes Sam. statistically most likely we were 50 percent there yes exactly wow. and honestly you know statistically we've heard national final songs so chances are we have mm -hmm. i think we may have I mean, who are our big contenders that we're really waiting on? We're waiting on Sweden. We're waiting on France. We're waiting on Switzerland. We're Sweden and France at this point. Or they're available. Yeah. Do we have yeah, Cyprus? We... Do we have Belgium? No. no. Uh, we have, we do, do we, we have, have the Netherlands? Belgium, Belgium, Belgium yeah. we will be getting, I believe, March 10th, I want to say. Ooh, they were the first. Okay. That was the first singer we had. Like, they um, announced super early. If it's Ukraine, then yes. But I'm going to say no. I don't know if I'm satisfied yet. I'm also uh, going to say no. Now that the last Melfest heat has happened, we have heard every national final song. They're all out there. Yeah. Uh, so it's, is... it's either something we've gotten or it's an internal that we know nothing about yet. And Azerbaijan. Yeah. Azerbaijan maybe. or maybe Cyprus or... I don't know. I, I think Italy probably still has the best shot, except possibly Ukraine, of, of what we've heard. And I'm just not, I don't know. I don't feel like I've heard a winner yet. I, I'm still holding on to, if nothing else comes out that blows everybody away, Italy's just going to take it again. And, yeah. And honestly, I, I can't fault them for that. They sent something really good. It's very good. Yeah. And I would be, I would be fine with something the, great last year. They said something great two years ago with... <laughs> When there wasn't a Eurovision, they sent something great three years ago. I mean, well, Italy wants to win two in a row. God, earlier. they deserve it. Nobody saw it, but their jury performance was kind of bad. If their jury performance had been solid, Il Volo would have won in 2015 easily. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's that's almost. Yeah. But they really stumbled in the jury. If you one of them just clear, punched, were... punched another one. Like you missed a note, <laughs> and yeah, that was that. Just, he, he wrote his own lyrics and turned it into a diss track. <laughs> Dove no, you, 
Yeah, if you saw it, they were they were struggling a bit for some reason, and mm. I think that cost them. I think it cost them the whole show, honestly. It could have. It unfortunate. Could have. Yeah, very well could have. That's kind of how I feel about Kano mm. in in 2019. I mean, that they had a full on technical issue uh, yeah. and weren't allowed to give it another go, which is weird to me, but whatever. And they did horribly in in the jury, uh, and and destroyed the televote like they. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, all right. So we're we're split on if we've heard it. I still want to know one last thing. What's your number one at this point? Just personally, and if somebody says I haven't listened to the songs, I swear to God. <laughs> no, I've listened to them. I mean, this is not barring Finland because I'm I'm a little bit scared of how much I actually don't uh, like you it. Dare I know? Uh, no, I uh, I <laughs> my Spotify has anything to say about it. It's it, it's it's lights off it's it's we are domi that's that's my favorite so far it's the only one that exactly hits my target i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say yeah no sam agrees with danny uh i also agree with danny I, it still lights off which is it was the first song we got and nothing has passed it yet i know it's I, it's so strange because it's also the kind of song where i worry it won't advance to the final like it'll make the uh, final you it's, think it's okay? In, all right, it's if in we, semi two, which it'll is, go to the final. Yeah. I'm like, it's also the kind of song where if it goes to the final, I'm not sure it's going to make the left hand of the table. You know, this is yeah. also a band that is one of the uh, the lesser in the minority, and that it's this is a this is a banger where everyone on stage I know is going to be looking like they're having fun and they're going to be really throwing it out there. And there's so many of these consummate artistic acts. I just want to have fun with some weird people from Prague. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how you always are, though? I know, yeah. It's your default. Yeah. (laughs) I will say Cyan Kicks would have been my number one if it had won. Oh, sure. Mm. Especially after seeing the staging. And Voyager Voyager may have been been mine. Oh, yeah. Voyager, Jaguar Jones would have been mine. Both of those I thought were pretty phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Live. Uh, For me personally, I'm going to get some heat for this. Latvia. (sighs) Wait, remind me? Eat your salad. Eat your salad. Eat your, oh my God. How could I forget about eat your salad? Okay. We are Domi is still ahead of that, but let me tell you about, <laughs> let me tell you about all three of the Baltics. Love all of them. Oh yeah. None, they're great. Of, none of those are duds in my opinion at all. Lithuania is a particular favorite of mine, but Derek, you are, there's nothing wrong about that opinion. It's just watching them live. They completely won me over and they were a hundred percent. They wow. went 100%, and I love it. And I know it's crass and silly <laughs> yeah. and weird, but you know what? I I think it's nice we have that sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's a place for it. There's a place for it. Yeah. And we it's called Eurovision. Effort. Oh, yeah. Anything we're really excited for? Like, like in terms of stuff that's coming up? Yeah, stuff we don't have. I mean, like me personally, I, I'm really excited for S10 from the Netherlands. Yeah. Having listened and, to some of her older stuff, I'm really curious what she's going to do. No. I, I'm also in the same breath. I am excited for, for S10 or, or Stian. Uh, I meant the Tenfjord for Greece in that same mm. sort of, mm. I, I think that people are ignoring the Greeks, but we um, uh, we should be getting her song relatively soon as well. As we should. Like, no, yeah, Macedon in the, in the fourth century. <laughs> See, everything has to be... That. Everything has to be in by like the 13th or 15th or whatever it is. So it's, it's all coming up very, very soon. Plus the fact that we have, let me crack open my calendar here. I see this upcoming Saturday, March 5th, 
We have Denmark having their national final. We have the Romanian national final. We have the Serbian national mm. final. Uh, also the second semi in Iceland, uh, as well as the, I guess they, they're calling it Melody Festival in um, uh, semifinal five, but it's really the successor of Andra Janssen. Um, so that's going to be coming up on this upcoming Saturday as well. So who knows how that'll, how that'll populate things. But. In, in terms of, in terms of stuff I'm excited for, I can't believe I'm going to say to say this about two of the big five, but uh, there are songs in France and in Germany that I would be very, very, very high on if they go. Uh, Soul, is that what it's called? Soul? From France. Soul uh, from France is awesome uh, and would be a great pick. Uh, there's another one there that is not going to win that I really love uh, called uh, La Tempête. That is just a really, really nice song. Uh, and then Anxiety in Germany, which I think is is hands down the best song that they have to choose from, which means they're not going to pick it. But if they do, that is right up there, possibly number one for me as well. It, it's uh, called Anxiety by Felicia Lou. Felicia Lou, I think. Yes. So there's there's still a lot to be excited about. I, I am excited in in a way to see what the UK is going to do. I want to see if it's better. I want to, I want to see if they if they take another approach. I'm excited to find out. I'm ready to have my Just heart Just watch. Broken. They're going to send something absolutely out of left. They're going to send like foals. They're going to send Arctic monkeys. Oh my God. You imagine. <laughs> They're going to go full tilt. <laughs> I, I, I hope it really is a shock. I hope it shakes things up. I mean, for all we know, they haven't even made a choice yet. They're just sort of watching what's happening and thinking, okay, how do we stand out? I hope. They could also just be like, what crappy ballad do we do this time? What's Michael Rice up to? He did better. Th- he had more points than James Newman. So let's let's just get him again. He's bigger. Anyway. At least it was. Uh, <sighs> bigger right. than us. A song about everyone else's score. Oh. Ouch. All right. And on that note, shall we shall we wrap this up and reconvene yeah, next week? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, again, no matter where you are in the world, take care of yourself. Take care of your neighbor. Send love out there. Uh, and if you wanted to make a you know, bit of contact with us, you could always reach out to us on social media, one uh, two points USA on Facebook or Twitter. Just email us directly at twelve points from America at gmail.com. Um, if your podcastery of choice provides you the chance to like, subscribe, give a review, anything like that, please do so, especially if it's positive. The more, the merrier. And those kinds of things do help the algorithm share our craziness with others. So, yeah. But I suppose until next time, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. Oh, and I've been Danny. And America. Ooh. Stop, Stop listening, listening now. now.